reminder of the importance of our words and what we say. And I don't think that there's ever been a more important time in recent history where we need to be really careful how we use our words. I believe that you can make a difference in someone's life by the way that you treat them, by the way that you interact with them. Let's choose kindness this week. Let's choose kindness today. Let's choose kindness right now. And let's really demonstrate the love of Jesus Christ as we communicate with one another, as we Share with one another as we journey life together. Perhaps you noticed that I brought this paddleboard onto the platform, and I have a paddle. And uh, don't worry, I'm not going to demonstrate this this morning, uh, at least right now, but. Uh, I have actually tried to do this, and emphasis is on the word try. There's an importance there in the word that I've used, and that word is, is try. My, my wife, Heather, and my children are far more skilled in this area than I am. I, I didn't realize until I got on that board in Lake Huron just a couple of days ago uh, that I had some issues with balance. But one thing came to mind as I was trying to do this, that as I was falling off, and falling off I did. You're going to see a video in just a moment. Uh, but, you know, sometimes that's a lot like life. Sometimes that's a lot like the things that, that we do in our lives, and we wish that we could do things again. 
them and then we do them again and we fall off and we mess up and we mess up again. And, you know, as I was driving down the road, as I was thinking about my experience flying paddleboarding, I realized that, you know, we just need to keep trying because eventually we'll get it right. But we can't give up. We have to continue. We have to continue running the race. I have just a little video that I want to show. It's just a few seconds long. And uh, basically, it's just me trying to do this. And I just want to illustrate what it's like to fall down off a paddleboard. In case you've never seen somebody fall down, I want to give you the opportunity today to see it in real life. And so that was me, uh, and that happened time and time and time again. And I was determined to make it work. I was not successful on this particular day. But I'm going to keep trying. This morning, what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk to you from the Bible. Or maybe a better way to phrase it is I'd, I'd like for the Word of God. I'd like for the Bible to talk with you. If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 13, verse 43. We're going to check out a few verses today, but Acts chapter 13, verse 43. Paul and Barnabas went to a synagogue in Antioch and preached. And some of the hearers responded to the message and wanted to hear more. Acts chapter 13, verse 43, it says this, Now, when the congregation had broken up, many of the Jews and devout converts followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. I am so thankful for the grace of God in my life because, you know what, it's not just a paddleboard that I fall off. I fall off of all kinds of things, not necessarily in a, in a physical sense, but you know sometimes you have those conversations with people and the conversations, they just don't go as you would have planned or perhaps you hurt someone. You don't mean to hurt them necessarily, but you just love to have that conversation over again. Or perhaps you started a project and somewhere along the way you kind of fell off the project a little bit. It got off the rails. Or perhaps in your in your life, just like me, just sometimes just, just things don't seem to work out. But we continue we continue, we press on, we get back on the paddleboard of life, and we try again. And so that's why this morning I am really thankful for the grace of God who allows me and allows you to try again. Thank you, Jesus. But let's look at this word continue just a little bit this morning. You see, Paul, we see here in the, in the Bible that Paul told these people, these people that we're talking about in the Bible, told them to continue 
told the people to continue in the grace of God. You see, friends, I believe that it's one thing to begin right. We, we can begin right, but I believe, and I, I trust you will agree with this conviction this morning, it's a totally different thing to end right. It's one thing to begin right, but it's another thing to end right. It's one thing to begin in the grace of God. It's another to grow in the grace, to grow in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ and continue in His grace. You see, the day that you said yes to Jesus, the day that you made a decision, I believe the best decision you'll ever make, but that day that you made the decision to say yes to Jesus Christ and invited Him to be the Lord and Savior of your life, you encountered the amazing grace of God, the amazing gift, the free gift. God gave Himself to us. No strings attached. We had nothing to bring Him but our need and our brokenness. As a free gift, He, Jesus Christ, forgave our sins and granted us eternal life. The Bible says that this is not of works, lest any man should boast, but by grace, the Bible says, you are saved. Later, Paul wrote a letter to the Galatians church, and he said to them, he said to them these words, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. Now, what is this saying? You see, Paul was talking to a group of people, and they began right, but they got off course somewhere along the way. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 2, Paul writes again in the Bible, This only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And in verse 3, Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are you now being made perfect in the flesh? You see, friends, this awesome salvation, this awesome salvation we have received from the Lord is the salvation of grace from birth to grace. We initially received the life of Jesus as a gift, and in the same way we draw upon that life daily. You see, we're dependent upon God for every bit of it. In other words, today, we are to live in continued dependence upon the flow of God's grace. Let me put it to you this way. We begin in grace and we continue in grace. The Bible says something amazing. The Bible says this, Give us this day our daily bread. In other words, the supply of strength to continue comes from God on a daily basis. And I don't know about you, but I know that I am really, truly thankful for the blessings, for the mercy, for the new mercies that, that God gives to me every single day. And I'm not worthy, but He still gives me new mercies every 
single day. I believe this morning, I believe today, if we are honest, and we really take a look at our lives, we take a look at even the last 24 hours, sometimes we struggle. We struggle, struggle with daily dependence on God. There's something in us as people that wants it all taken care of way in advance. Is there anybody that would be identifying with me this morning that you are maybe like me and you like to be able to know what's going to happen in advance? You like to be organized. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being organized. I would have loved to have gone out on Lake Huron on this paddleboard and know that I wouldn't fall off. That'll be the day. But you know what? We struggle with daily dependence on God. I guess it's human nature. It really is our human nature to want to control everything. However, God, God wants and God decides, desires to have conversation with me. And every day. You see, God wants me and God wants you to talk with Him about my needs. And thank Him for His provision every day. When was the last time that you that you thanked God for His provision in your life? I read an article recently, and the article was talking about giving thanks to God. And the article was about a church that, that made a decision that every single Sunday, and they encouraged all the people in their church to not ask God for anything on Sunday but to strictly just thank Him. Just thank Him all day long. And you know, I think that we need to do something similar like that in our own lives, where we need to enter into a posture of thanksgiving, thanking God for all that He's done and all that He provides. And even during this time where, where we may feel, and for some, yes, it's been a very difficult and challenging time these, these recent weeks. I'm not going to take away from any of that but even in the midst of struggle, I believe that we should be giving thanks to God for what He has done. We need to thank Him for His provision. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 8 through 11, Paul talks about, in his own life, Paul talks about his continued dependence upon the grace of God. Let's check out what these words say in 2 Corinthians this morning. The Bible says, For we do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure, above strength, so that we despaired even of life. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves. But we did not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from, from so great a death and does deliver us, in whom we trust that He will still deliver us. You also, helping together in prayer for us, that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf 
for the gift granted to us through many. Here's something to consider today as we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8 through 11. You see, Paul's right. At the time of this writing, put yourself in the story and imagine Paul writing this. You see, Paul's life got so difficult that he even despaired life. He didn't know whether he was going to make it or not. He was troubled on every side and burdened beyond measure. Why would God allow such a thing in a man's life who was trying to serve him in every way that he knew how? Paul gives an answer to that question in verse 9. And it says this, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God. I love that verse. Verse 9, it says, let me read it again, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God. And so we see here, we see this, this dependence conversation involving that we need to have that daily dependence, not on me, not on ourselves, but in God. But in God. I love this about God. The problem can never be too difficult for Him. The problem can never be too difficult for God to solve. Has God come in for you in the past? He will come in for you right now. He does it through this principle. Ask and you shall receive. He does it in an answer to prayer. Now, what you pray for, so say for example, I say that I, I, want, a, I want a new car. And I, I say, Lord, I, I want a new car. It doesn't mean that I'm going to get a new car. Although that would be nice, wouldn't it? You know, sometimes the answers to our prayers don't necessarily come the way that we think they ought to come. But this is where that daily dependence on God comes in. God gives us what we need. God gives us what we need. And he does it in an answer to prayer. Continue in prayer. Even if the answers do not seem to come. I believe, however, that God does have some suddenlies in store for those who will pray. I believe that God is a God who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. I believe that we serve a God who is able to do miracles. Thank you, Jesus. And, and we, we believe that. I believe that. I have seen with my own eyes God do some incredible things in my life and in others' lives. And, and we give Him the glory for that. But we need to continue on in prayer. You see, I believe that He has blessings, that God has blessings in store for those who continue as Paul continues. Friends, we need to nurture hope. We need to nurture hope in our heart. You see, I believe that hope is essential to our continuance. 
the devil, the evil one, will try and tell you that there is no hope. He will tell you that you can't live for God. He will tell you that life is hopeless. He will tell you that you cannot change. But we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly, the Bible says, more than we could ever ask or imagine. We serve a God who is able to do more than we could ever ask or imagine. And He wants to come through for you in your life. The question is this morning, will you let Him? Will you let Him? If we listen to the devil, we will lose our hope. David says this in the psalm. Psalm 31, verses 23 and 24. Listen to these words. Oh, love the Lord, the Bible says. All you his saints. For the Lord preserves the faithful and fully repays the proud person. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. All you who hope in the Lord. And then listen to these words. Again, there's power in words. There's power in the Word of God. Listen to these words, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 29 and 31. These are beautiful words. Listen to these words. The Bible says he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even we youth grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope, those who hope in the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Friends, we need to continue to serve the Lord. Sometimes we, we read the Bible and we think, what does the Bible have to do with our current day? Or perhaps we read the Bible and we say, we can't necessarily relate. I want to encourage you today that we can relate to the first century Christians. You see, the first century Christians were, were people, and I, I sometimes think we forget that as we're reading the Bible. That the first century Christians were, were people just like you and just like me, and they grew weary at times. And we see in Galatians chapter 6, if you'd like to go there with me this morning, Galatians chapter 6, verses 9 through 10, we see that Paul included himself in this. He wrote, the Bible says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. We need to continue to do good. We need to keep serving God no matter what obstacles we encounter along the way. You see, Paul, in, Paul continued to serve God even when he became weary. Have you ever been there? Have you ever experienced some of these feelings that we're talking about this morning where you just felt like giving up? 
I felt like that when I was out in the water with the paddleboard. I'll be honest with you. You know, it takes a lot of work to get on the paddleboard. At least it did for me. And yes, that means that I'm not as in shape as I should be. I get that. I'm working on that. That's another discussion for another day completely. But listen, sometimes you just feel like giving up. Well, you don't. You don't give up. Because you know that there's too much at stake to stop now. Let's look what the Bible says again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. It says, Be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. In other words today, be faithful. Be faithful to what the Lord has told you to do. To continue it, it means to be faithful, to not turn down, to not give up. Has it ever been a threat for you to continue in a situation? To continue on that journey? You see, no runner wins a race. Without continuing. Nobody wins a battle without continuing. No student completes a class without continuing. You see, faithfulness is central, I believe, to successful living. Can people count on you? Can people count on you to continue? Can your employer count on you to continue until the task gets done? Can God? Can God give me an assignment and know that I will not abandon that assignment just because it gets hard, just because it gets difficult? You see, I believe that faithfulness is a key to our spiritual advancement. Jesus said these words in Luke chapter 16, verse 10. Jesus said, if you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful in the large ones. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibility. You see, promotion, before promotion comes faithfulness. And that's true in all things of God, but it's true in our earthly lives as well. Something to think about and ponder. Could it be that God has allowed a situation to unfold in your life so that He could do something in your life. How are you handling that situation? Let's go back to the Bible, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, and Paul writes again, I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me because He counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. In other words, can God trust me to be faithful in the assignment that He has given me to do? I have become more convinced as a result of my own life, as a result of my own experiences, that God allows circumstances in our lives primarily to give us a choice. How are we going to respond? Once I realized this, a whole lot of things became clearer to me. Why would God, 
Perhaps this is a question that you have in your life. Why would God allow trials and temptations in your life? It's all about, I believe, bringing you to a decision. Will you serve God out of love towards Him, even when it seems to cost you to do so? Or will you walk away? You see, the gospel calls us to love the Lord with all of our hearts, to love the Lord with everything within us, even when things get tough. Even in the good times. And we celebrate in the good times. But we need to be faithful, even in the difficult times. We don't like to talk about the difficult times too much. We'd much rather talk about being on the pedal board all the time and never falling off. I want to make light of a difficult circumstance because I believe that there are some real hard times for people. We need to remain faithful, all of us together. Does God bless those who serve Him? Absolutely. God loves to bless His people. Does He provide for the needs of those who serve Him? Yes. Absolutely. But friend, I want you to hear me this morning. All of those things, yes, they're good, and we rejoice with the blessings, and, and we rejoice with the, the knowledge that the Lord, the Lord provides for those who serve Him. But friend, that is not the primary motive of our service. The primary motive is love. And love is the opposite of selfishness. You see, love is motivated by the desires and needs of the other. We so misuse this word. I feel that we, we misuse this word, love, in our culture today, in fact, most people don't even know what it really means. Let's look at what the Bible says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. And I would encourage you, if anything today, I would encourage you to take this scripture verse, underline it in your Bible, take a picture of it, put it up on the wall, put it in your car, Put it on your face mask if it helps you to understand why you might wear one. I love this verse. It is so timely for today. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, it says this, Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interests. In other words, put others in front of you. And that's really what, what the Bible says that we're to do, is put others in front of us. Love others as, as Christ loves us. I'm so thankful that Christ loves you. The Bible talks about a great falling away that will occur. And what we believe is, as believers is the last days. In other words, the days before Jesus comes. The Bible speaks about a, a great 
falling away. And what that means is people will simply decide that following Jesus sadly isn't worth it. And that's a sad place to be. The Bible says in Matthew 24, Jesus talks about the hardship that his followers would experience in the last days. And in verse 12, Jesus says, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. You see, the genuineness of our salvation is evidenced by the fact that we continue in the faith. Here's the point. I believe that God is looking for people who will continue with Him. Who will continue with Him. He who endures to the end shall be saved. Have you began your journey with the Lord? If you haven't, then then I would encourage you right now. There's no time like the present. And if you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you do not know if you were to die, that you would go to a place called heaven, if you don't have that assurance, I want to help you with that today. And all you have to do, the Bible says, is believe. All who believe in Him, in Jesus, will be saved. Jesus saved. Jesus died. Jesus rose again so that we could have a relationship with the Father. Did you know that everything in this book, everything in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation points to us needing a relationship with with God, a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I'd like you to in, I'd like to invite you this morning to invite him into your life. Would you pray with me this morning? If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ into your life, would you pray this simple prayer and believe it in your heart this morning? Lord Jesus, I know that you came and died for me. Lord, I am a sinner. Lord, today I make a decision to follow you. I invite you, Lord, into my life. Help me to live for you. Help me to serve you from this day forward. Or perhaps today you're you're in a position where spiritually you you made that decision, you prayed that prayer some time ago, but just like on this paddleboard, you you kind of fall off and you kind of stumble and you, you're at that spot where you need to make that decision to come back. Some things in your life just, just aren't where they need to be with God. And I'd invite you right now. I'm so thankful that, that Jesus welcomes us back and I'd invite you right now just to join me this morning and say, Lord, I surrender my life to you again. Lord, help me to live for you. Lord, thank you that you that you've welcoming me back, Lord, into relationship with you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, give me a hunger for your word. Give me a hunger to pray. And Lord, help me to have a heart after yours. Lord, help me to 
to live my life full of compassion and full of grace. Lord, help me to live my life not judging others, but Lord, encouraging others to come to know you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that you accept us just the way we are. In Jesus' name, amen.